Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Joe Davis, Got Baseball Cards. Thanks, sponsors, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Arkansas Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. I love suggesting topics that I think look at card collecting from a different lens. I'm back with Joe Davis. We did our Ethical Dealers episode about a year ago, similar situation. We're going to go down that tack and get into a little bit different narrative that I think will be helpful and how you could uh, view the hobby through a different kind of lens. Welcome, Joe. I really enjoy listening to your podcast with Chuck. <laughs> so, have a lot of fun on there. Uh, you know, lots happened in the last year. Yes. Uh, but you've certainly prospered. And I'd like to think that's because you're an ethical dealer. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been very blessed over the last year. And it's been an amazing ride for the last year, for sure. The Thursday before Good Friday, which actually for Christians, that's the Last Supper. So again, this is not an explicitly Christian podcast, even though I'm a Christian, you're a Christian, but that's a personal decision that people make. But the Last Supper, I actually had a Last Supper <laughs> almost exactly 24 and a half years ago. I had a near fatal heart attack that I was miraculously revived. And I can tell you, I remember exactly what I had for dinner the night before my Last Supper. I remember where I was, what I had, who I was with. And in fact, the sad part of the story is being a proud man, I don't know if it's arrogance or pride, but the first symptoms of my heart attack, the chest pain, the chest pressure, the numbness, the shortness of breath, I was stupid enough to think that was indigestion from mm -hmm. a big meal the night before for what literally could have been my last supper. Wow. So, uh, that's not a sports car insight, but that's a life insight. Yes, so yes. if you've got indigestion in your chest and not in your stomach, go to the hospital. And I, I didn't go soon enough, but I went soon enough that I, again, miraculously revived and talk about a blessing. Okay. Absolutely. So, but today is Good Friday. That's interesting because there's many religions out there and many worldviews now, if you really count those as the way people look at life and things, that Christianity is the only one that has a Good Friday, which is something that started out seeming like it was bad, and then it turned out to be good. And I just want to be on record. All religions are not equal. All worldviews are not equal. They make conflicting claims. They can't all be true, but something's true. And I think as human beings, we're out to try to figure out uh, what is truth. And it's not a popularity contest. It's not if there's more of a certain people that believe a certain thing, you ought to investigate for yourself. Yes. You might be betting your life. Okay. Here's my ethical dealer situation for you. You've got a, right. a longtime customer and they come to you and they say, I've just been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And I've had friends, this has happened to me, but generally it's 18 months to live. For so somebody's got pancreatic cancer, it's serious enough, they've got 18 months to live, and they want you to help them take care of their sports card affairs, their collection. First of all, I think you'd want to ask them some questions. And, and the first question might be what their spiritual situation is, because that's part of how they're going to want to leave a legacy. Yes. So you would probably ask them not just what are you or what do you believe, you'd delve into it a little bit. But regardless of what they said, you would want to help them, I believe, to the best of your ability. Yes. And to really shoot straight with them because uh, regardless of whether they say they're Jewish or they say they're Christian or they say they're agnostic, you might delve into what that means for them. But ultimately, uh, you're going to help them. So any any amplification of that, has that happened to you? Because it's happened to me. I haven't had that specific situation happen, Jim. But for me, what I would share with them in that situation is 
certainly, yes, we would help them if they've got a collection they're trying to move. But the far more important thing is, you know, I always say it's much easier to enjoy this life when you know where you're headed in the next one. So I would, first of all, just share my own testimony with them, which is telling them what I believe to be true based upon my entire life. I tell people Christianity is really more of a relationship than it is a religion, because there are a lot of religions where we as people try to reach up to God through man-made ways, whereas Christianity is a relationship because it was God reaching down to us through sending Jesus to earth for us. I would share with a person my own faith that I believe Jesus came to this earth for us and that I'm a sinner and he had to die for me. And I accepted that truth and accepted him as my savior and asked them, do you have that belief? Do you have any belief? And try to walk them through that understanding uh, because that's the most important thing I could share with someone who has a terminal condition. But again, you would help them. And yes. the, the way you would help them might not be very different. If they don't believe there's a heaven and a hell, regardless, you can't take it with you. Correct. When it comes to their cards, you're correct. Yes. If you're trying to leave a legacy and you want to bless your family, it's good for a collector that has a sizable collection to go to a trustworthy dealer. Yes, and, for sure. And okay. So yeah, Jim, that, on that point, I've got a, a dear friend who has a huge collection and he's already got it in his will. Contact Joe Davis if I pass before him because I need help. He actually has a huge card and comic collection. And so we've had that talk. I've had that talk with his wife about if that situation ever comes up and and all of my customers know, I, I have bought collections from many spouses, former customers, and tried to help them with that process over the years. Okay. What you just shared with the listeners could be called evangelism. Okay. And I think that we need more evangelism of the good news of sports card collecting as well. Yes, we do. And, uh, but I want to make the distinction because I don't think what you were doing was in any way proselytizing. It doesn't sound like there's any pressure there. Evangelism is intended to be a free gift and a, an explanation of, of good news. And it could be rejected. We acknowledge that. But can you imagine in the sports collecting arena a situation where you're sharing the good news of collecting with somebody that's a new collector? You wouldn't proselytize. You wouldn't say, oh, I'm really going to put pressure on this person to become an avid collector or a big customer of my store. My guess is when you have people coming in, you're going to encourage them. You're going to share your experience in the hobby. But again, it just doesn't pay off for Christianity or for sports card collecting if we try to proselytize our way into convincing people to be serious collectors. They may or they may not. Do you have that situation or... To be yeah, able, you're putting pressure on them for either one of the things. Yeah, it's funny, Jim. In the state of the market today in 2021, people come in the door begging for information because they want to spend money with us. It's very different from 20 years ago where you almost feel like I need to give them a sales pitch to get them to buy something. That's not at all the case in our market. So it's very easy right now that we believe our responsibility to collectors is just to educate them. We show them what's available. We guide them in the hobby, then ultimately put the ball in their court, let them make the decisions as to what they want to purchase. We, we never do a hard sell because I, I believe in this hobby. I believe how strong this hobby is. I believe it as an investment vehicle. And we just try to provide good, solid education and advice, guide collectors along, and then let them make the decisions. I never try to force a card or force a box on anyone because there's plenty of options out there for people to pick from. As we said, this is one time of the year where I'm going to use some Christian speak and try to tie it in with uh, parallels with collecting. But what it sounds like is you're making disciples. 
which is what the command is in the Bible to not to make converts, but to make disciples. And disciples are active, they're learning, they're involved, they're growing. And that sounds like what you're doing. You're making disciples, again, not in the Christian sense necessarily, but in the card collecting sense, because they want to be part of this. They they are active, growing, learning, and you're going to help them with that. Again, that's part of the, the biblical command. But I think it applies. <laughs> it, it certainly does. Yeah, my, my desk is covered with notes about phone calls that are people I need to return calls to who just want advice, who just want guidance. Try to get to as many as I can each day. But in this ever-growing hobby, you're correct. I never think of it as discipling, but it's certainly educating and, and mentoring is a, a huge part of what I do in the business now is helping men. And I love it. Plenty of people had to mentor me over the years. I, I love helping mentor others and guide them along and give them guidance. Much as you said in Christianity, I've been blessed to help mentor others in their walk with Christ. It is a, a very interesting, unique parallel that you brought up that we, as those who've been in the hobby for decades, get to bring others along, educate them, guide them in their collecting. Okay. So you, you see the similarity. Okay. I'm going to keep stretching here. All right. Uh, Another Christian concept is called tithing. Okay. It's a little more old Testament than new Testament. So Christians and Jews would both share that understanding of Mm -hmm. giving 10% to the church. Let's say, do you think tithing is in conflict with collectors who are trying to scrape up their money to devote more money to card collecting because card collecting can be as expensive or as cheap as you want it to be, but prices are getting up there. Do you think there's tension and pressure, uh, whether they're Christians or not, not all Christians tithe, frankly, but do you think that's pressure to decide how you're going to spend your extra money? You have Oxygen Financial as your sponsor of your show, and you're supposed to save and invest, but tithing is part of you. Do you feel competition personally, or have you had people discuss that with you? Because it just seems like with a bull market now, you're thinking, wow, I want to put every dollar I can into cards. Ultimately, I think it comes down to having balance in your life. And and I, I certainly believe in the principle of, of giving back to the Lord because ultimately everything is his anyway. My business, my home, everything that he's blessed me with ultimately came from him anyway. So I do believe in the principle of giving back and I do give back to different ministries and specifically through my local church. And I believe in what they are doing in our community to minister to others. I I certainly believe in that principle and apply it in our lives. And I I get your point. For some people, it's, hey, I feel like I need every dollar for my mortgage. And some say, I need every dollar to invest in Zion Williamson cards or whatever. So, you know, I I think it just goes to personal discipline of saying, "I, I believe giving back is vital and it's important regardless of what opportunities are out there. I never pour every last penny into the business or into investing or whatever. So that's what I advise others to do. Giving back, I think, is great. It's been said, to get into political aspect, that the government has no money. They only have our money and they're moving it around. It's the same thing a little bit sometimes with a tithe or with your uh, donations. If you're giving it to the church or you're giving it to some ministry or some nonprofit, it doesn't usually stay there. It's churned, it's recycled back, it's redistributed yes. To, yes. based on people that need it. Christianity is not the only religion that has a pay it forward aspect, Right. but I think that's what's really been positive about our industry is that it, it is good news. It's something that even in the dormant years where things weren't as good, there still was a remnant, <laughs> a core group of people that said, hey, this is really great. We're not doing it because it's popular. We're doing it because we enjoy it, because it's the right thing for us. So. Oh, yeah. Right now, of course, it's a great ride we're all on. 
but I've had those years, those very lean years, where it's like, I'm sticking to this because I still really enjoy it, even though it's not putting much food on the table. I really enjoy what I'm doing. And ultimately, I believed in the hobby and believed in what we were doing in our business and that we were doing the right things to help our customers and that ultimately that would pay off. And we've been blessed to see that the last few years in the industry, for sure. So basically, again, to tie back to ethical dealers, it really need to be the same regardless whether these are years of plenty or, or lean years. It sounds like you've done that. You've stayed the course. And so you've reaped the business. It sounds like 2020, was that your best year ever? Yes, yeah. it was, which is amazing considering the fact that our retail doors were closed from March forward. Yet, instead of having to lay people off, we had to hire more people last year. And we've hired more people since 2021 started. We have a 10,000 foot building that's now maxed out in space, both for people and for product. It's, it's ridiculous that we've been in the space two and a half years when we bought the building and now we're already like, how can we fit everything in? We've got to sell off some excess inventory. I think blessings can come from doing the right thing. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and doing a golden rule type things, which is basically almost every religion. What religion is against the golden rule? <laughs> right. What right. religion is in favor of greed? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not sure that's appreciated with any religion. But as Joe is saying, it's not just the label that you have. It's, it's how you live your life, not just what you believe, but how it plays out. Again, with cameras all over the place, your sin will find you out now. So uh, do the right thing the first time. Yes, You won't be on the uh, front page of the wrong section. I always want to just be on the front page of the sports page. Yeah, <laughs> let's just leave it there. Yeah. But thanks, Joe Davis. Uh, certainly an ethical dealer. And I've enjoyed visiting with you, getting to know you over the years. And hope 2021 is even better. So thanks, thanks thank so much. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me. We'll be back again tomorrow with a short episode. So thanks again and uh, be back soon. Bye. The man in the house who called